I'm going to have to cut one song, and it's the Hanukkah song. Uh, well, we don't <laughs> just don't mention it. <laughs> Do I cut the Hanukkah song? Of all times, Eddie, of all times. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to The Midnight Connection, the podcast where two dads talk about anything they want at the only time they can. Episode 12, Thanksgiving slash holiday edition, right? This is releasing the day before Thanksgiving. yeah. Yeah. So for all of you, hopefully on break from your jobs, starting to spend time with your family, preparing yourself for the ultimate eating fest that will be tomorrow or Ultimate Fighting Fest, depending on your family. Hope you enjoy our dulcet tones as we lead you into Thanksgiving. And that takes us to our connection question, Uh which is about Thanksgiving. Okay, all right. So, Chris, I ask you, what part of Thanksgiving food is your favorite? What part? Yes. Okay, so are you asking me which course of the meal? Or something specific, like a dish. You can take it as a dish. That's a tough one. My initial thought is to go to the ham. The ham? Yes. So you guys do turkey and ham usually, or no turkey? Usually. Sometimes no turkey. Kind of depends. Yeah. You know, the turkey's the whole thing. I've made one, I've, I've done one turkey myself. I brine that motherfucker in a cooler overnight. And I tell you, that thing was bone in like an hour. <laughs> it was so good. But I haven't, I've never done it again. You know, it usually depends on who's willing to tackle the turkey or if we could just buy one. But it's kind of a take it or leave it with the turkey. But there's almost always a ham. Interesting. The reason, the reason why I, I don't, so the, I don't overdo the ham at Thanksgiving dinner, right? I don't pile the plate with ham gets a little too salty but what i do love is that the ham sticks around for like a week oh, so it's the it's the post thanksgiving <laughs> ham it, it just keeps on giving sure you know what i mean that that's your that's your breakfast for the rest of the week right you, you toss that thing on a pan throw some sugar on that bad boy <laughs> throw some get, sugar on the ham yeah do you not do that isn't it already like caramelized whatever no not not when you cut it the outside is caramelized oh so you're you're just making sure to spread the sugar in the exactly you need to coat the whole thing sure like putting butter on toast exactly yes you got to give some love to the inside that's what i'm saying interesting so throw some sugar on there with butter you're right see with butter Oh damn! Now you're adding butter. Answer. How are you not well, like? Because if, if you just put sugars and burn, okay, right? that's you fair. Need, it's you it's need a the ham brulee. Ham brulee. Yeah, kind of. You need the butter to help it caramelize correctly. Mm. And now you have this amazing sweet ham that could go with just about anything. You whip out the rice. You get some Hawaiian rolls. Whatever you want. Wow. But it sticks around. Sugar on ham. Dude. My mind is blown. Sorry. I 
I'm not. I'm not that much of a sweets person anyway, as we found out because of my candy nonness. True, 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 true. But interesting. Okay, I like that. If we get together early December, there will likely be some. There will be, and <laughs> <laughs> you can try it. I'll report back. What's your go-to for Thanksgiving? It it you know Thanksgiving is not something that was necessarily super celebrated. Like we ate because you know everyone eats. Growing up, my mom never made turkey, okay. and instead would always make um, lechon, right? Oh, okay. leg of pig. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Are you calling it that because that's what we call it? No, we call it lechon as well. Oh, really? Yeah, man. I didn't know that. Come on, man. I thought that was a well. I thought that was a word that only we use. Filipinos used. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> Either that or are I'm you just, appropriating us? I no, just co-opted it. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I, you know, whatever. But hey, yeah, man. lechon. Hell yeah. Yeah. Whenever you can get that. No, it is called lechon as well. Only we have an accent over the O. Lechon. Oh, you get the fancy. Well, you know, lechon. But, Nice. So my Heck mom yeah. would roast pig, and that was just fucking oh. Yes. She would roast it. Are we? Ta- is this like in the oven roasting? Yes. Are yes, you doing over? A sp- okay. All right. No. 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 Motherfucker. We. Were- <laughs> <laughs> hey talking? man, I gotta. I gotta ask. You know, there are no there. There's not enough space in the apartments that I grew up in to <laughs> to go, go outside, outside like, dig that pit. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Although I'm sure it it would taste amazing either way. But it would always be leg of pig that she like roasted for fucking hours. And it would taste amazing. As I got older, my sister's actually really into Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, So we went back to having turkey and like, you know, turkey's turkey. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. It is what it is. I will say my mom makes a great turkey that she like brines for like two nights or some Ooh, shit like that. Nice, like she goes yeah. in. Brining is the way to go. She goes in on that now. And it's great. But as long as I have if it's not if lechong is not the primary protein, then green bean casserole. Interesting. Yeah. Green bean casserole. But Describe it's got this casserole. It's gotta be it's like green beans, cream of mushroom soup. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sprinkled some, of like breadcrumbs and uh, crispy onions. Yeah, the fried onion. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. I'm with you. And you roast that, and then it's just so many textures. You know, <laughs> it's a lot going on. The the quasi healthy option. The quasi. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be green. It's it covered it in cream. And so, <laughs> that should be somebody's tagline. It used to be green until you covered it in cream. That's like put on a shirt. Shrek the fourth. Yeah. Um, is Thanksgiving a big holiday in the family? Yeah, it is. So every once in a while, our families will do it together. Typically, though, my family will will do stuff with my sister in law's family because they they've got their whole thing going on. Lots of friends and family that get together, so they will do their thing, and that we'll do our thing with Francis's family, mm. and then. We try to get everyone together. It doesn't always work out, uh, but we try to. There's just so much going on at that time. Yeah, no, definitely. And usually, well, lately, for the past several years, we've been 
also been tying in like a a game event mm. of sorts, right? So la- last year we did. I think I mentioned this before. Um, last year was Family Feud for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, you did I say. was yeah, I was Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Set up did a whole you, thing on the TV. <laughs> did you did you wear a mustache? Oh heck yeah! In oh, um in the suit. It came. Uh, yep, I brought. I wore a suit. It came in a pack too. So like half. Well, actually, no. I think everyone could have put a mustache on. I don't know if everybody did, <laughs> but God. that that bore fruit. Bore the fruit of Benji. There's this. All right, I gotta send it to you. <laughs> he put one on, and he he has this picture that uh, Francis's cousin just keeps. Like memeing for in the among our ourselves, yeah. So it's freaking hilarious. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, so we did that. We've done like a Jeopardy Day game for Thanksgiving once. But we try to you know try to liven it up. That's awesome. So do you have a game plan for this year? I don't think so. This year's kind of it's it was kind of hard to plan this year because we weren't sure if uh, Francis's dad was going to be here, mm. and so. You know, we didn't know where it was going to be or what what, it, what the menu was going to be and all that stuff. Sure. Um, so I don't think I don't think we have anything planned. I don't know. Ivan might whip something up. I don't know. That's but, awesome, man. Yeah. So he'll be there. That's the benefit. I mean, you have a big family, right? Big gatherings. My immediate family is not big. We have a, I have a ton of cousins, but none mm-hmm. of them are. Only one of them is here. Gotcha. Uh, the rest are international. I tend to. I mean, thank, like I said, Thanksgiving growing up was just like an excuse for us to eat until my sister, you know, made it a part of herself, which is great. But I was always working. I'll never mm. forget. So I used to work at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. And I was an assistant manager for prepared foods, which is the place where people go to place their orders for, right. you know, Thanksgiving. And this was Whole Foods before... Amazon bought it when it was really uh-huh. like you had to be like a hippie, to like yeah. <laughs> a hippie with money to like yeah. shop at Whole Foods. And so I remember they were like prepping us like, okay, Thanksgiving's coming. It's the biggest holiday. Like we sell so many turkeys. God knows how many literal like thousands of turkeys right. came through our store. And so for the prepared foods, we're the ones who have to pre-cook, brine, Prepackage all the sides depending on what people order. You could order one of like three different sizes of turkeys with whatever side, different packages. Mm-hmm. And so on distribution day, you could pick it up the day before or two days before, one day before, and day of. And so people would just show up who didn't order a turkey. They're like, well, I just want, you know, I just want a turkey. I'm like, no, man, they've been sold out for a month. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Like, I don't think you realize where you are, man. <laughs> and You're so all I'm, spoken for. Exactly. So I'll never forget, uh, we were prepping. That day I was probably working like a 10-hour shift, and I was getting to the end of my mental rope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody would be outside. They check in. They get the receipt. They come inside to the cooler. We put everything together, and then they walk it out. And so somebody had ordered... What did they order? They ordered like one of the large turkeys with a side of mashed potatoes, a side of green beans, and sweet potato. Mm. We were out of our green bean casserole Mm-mm. because it was very popular, right? Mm. So 
I was like, hey, you know, tell the lady, we don't got it. Sorry, we're willing to substitute it with any other side that we got and we'll make it a bigger size, right? Mm-hmm. Easy fix. Yeah. Hell no. This lady got furious, you know, holiday holiday rage. Okay, yeah. Asked to speak to a manager, which of course meant she was going to speak to me. Mm-hmm. So I go out there, I'm like, you know, put on my customer service face. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. hey, ma'am, how can I help you today? I'm so sorry about the mix-up. You know, it's been crazy here, but we're more than happy to substitute it for anything and, you know, increase the size at no extra cost to you. And she's like, no, I ordered the green bean casserole, and I'm going to get the green bean casserole. I was like, ma'am, there's no need to shout. Like, <laughs> it's totally fine. Look, we'll even upgrade, like, the mashed potatoes that you had. We will... You know, double the size, get you a different side as well. Like, it's okay. And I'm, like, holding the container of mashed potatoes in front of her. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. look, this is the the bigger one. This lady takes oh. the mashed potatoes, <laughs> opens the lid, and smears it on my chest, bro. Are you serious? Yes. To which Damn. I... <laughs> Assault! <laughs> Dude, I, like... I had to get taken away by my superior, not because I was kirking out on this lady, but because like I just froze into oh into gosh. like a what? What just happened? And the That's lady crazy. Yeah. Well, you ain't getting shit now. <laughs> oh, she got she got her shit. She Did got she? her shit. Yeah, yeah. But they you know, gave it to her. They gave it to her. But oh, my, my my boss was God. like, dude, fuck these people. Like, you've been working here too long, man. <laughs> Go home. Go home. And I was like, oh, thank God. But yeah, oh man, God. over you, some fucking green beans. Man, you can't, you can't get someone who does that. To, hell no. Hey, man. Drive on out of here and you can leave your turkey for this guy who's been waiting two hours. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's that's how hardcore some people do Thanksgiving. I that understand. Is nuts, man. It's like just buy the ingredients, make your own. Yeah, make your own. It's not fucking, that hard. Yeah. But she's going to say, well, can't you do that? You go get exactly. your green beans from the. <laughs> for our connection question so let's pivot oh yeah to segment one we haven't talked about gaming in a little bit and i just wanted to check in because last we talked you were playing lies of p Mm -hmm. how goes it i am still playing lies of p i am at the end though of my first playthrough Mm. yes yes i i have to play through at least twice to get the platinum and i am committed for now (laughs) <laughs> to getting that platinum. <laughs> so does that mean you're enjoying it? Yeah, it's really good. Really well-made game. It might be it might be the best, you know, souls-like that I've played personally. Yeah. I actually, I mean, I think the only soul other, you know, souls-like game that I've played actually might only be Neo. Because I haven't played Jedi Survivor or anything like that. I haven't played, uh, what's the one with the robots? The per- Surge. The Surge? The Surge? The Surge? I don't know. I think it's called Surge. Um, I've been wanting to play those. I haven't. But it's really good. That's it's awesome. Really, really well designed. I like, I like the choices they've made in terms of variability for the weapons. I ha- even though I haven't really found myself 
using much of that variety. I just like that the options are there. Yeah. How it's and how it's implemented. It's really cool. It is challenging. And uh I think I make it more challenging because I'm just stubborn with games <laughs> like this. <laughs> uh, I'm glad so, to hear that you think it's challenging though. That makes me feel better having completed it and not being able to complete any other Soulsborne game. It yeah, it is. And um so when I say stubborn, I don't I don't like using I am I ain't never gonna call a Spectre, which is you know the helping yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. I'm never calling one of those. I don't use any items, actually. You're insane. Yeah. Use an item, bro. That's what cannonballs are for. I don't throw anything at <laughs> It's just me, the 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 Legion arm, and whatever weapon I'm bringing. That's that's it. That's all I got. Which so, uh which arm are you using? I I tried using the Falcon, right? The one that with the bullets. Yeah. Uh, I used that for a little bit, and then eventually I just fell back to the flame, the flamberge. Interesting. I it's used the, the Falcon was my main. The main, yeah. I liked it. It just, it just takes so damn long to fire, you know. And that with these faster bosses, I'm like, oh god, it's just too. It's not. And then I like for a lot of the, even though I used the electric mace or whatever you call it for most of the run, I started. Towards the end, when I got there were less puppets, so I was using the salamander dagger more. Okay. So having having the flamberge made sense. Made sense. Yeah, and it's the faster arm. Like you can use it and deactivate it real quickly. So yeah, I don't think I ever even equipped that one because once I got the falcon, I upgraded it quickly. So I Mm -hmm. saved all my resources to like get it to max super quick. Yeah. Because when you do that. And you you're dodging. Mm-hmm. You can shoot you can while shoot dodging. Yeah, I and considered it, going up there to do that. But. And it's cool. I you were telling me off pod that you didn't even get the <laughs> double dodge. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> when you time it with that, it's even better. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah, the great thing about that double dodge is that you can. There's like a gap of time that you have before triggering your second dodge. Like, it doesn't have to be right away. Okay. Which helps with dodging some of the oh, yeah. more complicated I'm, attacks. Yeah, I'm sure. So that, that's just me again, making it harder. Hey, man. You're <laughs> I chose still making to, it through. I chose not to get it early on, and then I just forgot about it entirely. You're still getting it but through. It, but I'm not used to having a double roll like that, so I don't. Like I didn't really miss it. That's fair. But yeah, it's really good. How do you appreciate the... Uh, the narrative, because it's a very linear narrative. It is not as obscure as most from software games. You know, it's it's easier to follow. I'm not following it super super closely. You know, I'm I'm not. I'll x my way through dialogue pretty quickly and just kind of speed read it. Wow, um, such respect. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what I normally do is since it takes a it takes some effort to get through. From from like you know souls like lore and most of the time yeah so and that takes listening to the narrative that takes reading all the stuff you get and like kind of item piecing things together to share, yeah right? so I like what I've found myself doing is I I won't do it while I'm playing because it's just too much of a commitment I'll just watch something after that explains nice. it all you know what I mean okay I respect that yeah I definitely like to go back and learn about it because you know I don't want to not know like the the full extent of the story because it is nice to see the to get those bits and pieces of lore yeah and stuff like that uh, but it's not as obscure which is nice like i can actually 
Like I actually follow it with not paying a ton of close attention to it. But yeah, it's a super good game. That's great, man. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I really dug my my time with it. It inspired me to pick up Demon Souls one more time, and then I immediately put it back down. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it does not play the same. Which yeah, it sucks that it's it's like that going back to where things started. But yeah, yeah, Souls games are so different now. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, on the other hand, have been playing. Well, I played Spider Man Two for the PS Five, and and that game is done and platinumed. Heck yeah! So I think it took me about thirty four game hours to do everything really enjoyed my experience. I think it's, um, it's like listening to a good pop record, right? Like, okay. You know, the production is going to be great. You know, the mechanics are going to be great. Did you play the first Spider-Man? I played the first one. I did not play Miles Morales yet. You basically got it all with the, with the first one, right? It's the same. The first one I think was all of Manhattan. Yeah. They added, two other boroughs and you still have Manhattan. Um, nice. And they allow you, so you play both as Peter Parker and Miles Morales. And yep. it's really interesting how you get to switch between them. Like each one has their own narrative going on where it doesn't step on the other one. Uh, story-wise, I thought it was great. They did improve some of the battle and made it less stealth-based. Okay. So, like, something that I was reading is that they really, the developers kind of, like, debuffed the gadgets. Because mm-hmm. the gadgets in the first game and in Miles Morales were, like, finishers. And so what they wanted to do in this one is have the gadgets be more, like, setting up moves. Uh, so you would use them on okay. the front end as opposed to the back end. Okay. And so because of that... You know, it's not as stealthy. You're more hand-to-hand, which is great because I like that, like, Arkham-style yeah. fighting with random dodge and everyone surrounding you. Great enemies because um, they got Craven in this one. And then, well, I'm, I'm not going to go into any story spoilers, right. but a lot of people do know that the black suit comes yeah. in this game. So that means there's some symbiote. It's been seen, yeah. Is going on. I do think that it is set up. So it's basically set up for a third game. Like I would expect no less. I would expect nothing less, exactly. And from what you told me earlier, it's been the numbers have been great. Yeah. So fastest selling day one game for PlayStation so far. There you go. Game three might be like an incredibly epic conclusion if they keep going the way that they're going okay i am very excited for game three hopefully it won't be like arkham because asylum was great city was amazing arkham knight (laughs) not so much not so much (laughs) (laughs) even though it kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger but really great game enjoyed my time with it have moved on now i'm playing with spider-man in the Midnight Suns. Nice. The game that will never let me not play. I've been playing that game off and on for a year now. Maybe they'll sponsor us. You know what I mean? 
got a midnight thing going on? I'm pretty. That'd be nice. I'm pretty sure they've already shut down the that the studio. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we'll bring it back. Yeah, still have right. to play that. It's good, man. I mean, at, at some point, it's just going to be like a two dollar game with all the DLC. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's when the great thing. It, that's the great thing about games now. You don't have to play them when they come out. They just exist. Especially now, yeah. Like especially this year, it's like damn. If you if you tried to keep up with everything that was coming out, it's just insane this yep. year. I mean, I still haven't played, and I want to play Baldur's Gate three. Same. You and I talked offline that neither one of us is probably going to play the Super Mario game. Correct. But I will be playing Super Mario RPG, and I suggest you do too. But I know you won't, and I respect that. <laughs> Maybe I'll I'll let Io play it. What are, are you a Zelda fan? I I'm not much a fan of the latest ones, the last two. Oh, that's right. You're the you're an old school fan. I'm an old school Zelda guy. Yeah. And then like Alan Wake Two apparently is really good. Yeah, I've heard nothing but amazing things about that one. I would love to get in there and try that. I've also heard that it would be very beneficial to have played the first one and even Control. Did you play the first one? Nope. And you I did, did not, not play Control either. <laughs> Dude, Control is so good. I did see I that there's like um, cross. It's like in the same universe. Yeah, they're in the same universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think even the DLC might actually be relevant too. So, oh, interesting. I've been wanting to ha- put all that together. I'd still like to one day. I just don't know when I'd when I do that. Control is on the PS Plus. Yeah, I mean, I have it. Oh. Yeah, like 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 many of these other games, I have. I'm slowly building it's all that library. On the queue. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thanksgiving that's coming up, but you know what happens right after Thanksgiving, right, Chris? Pass the fuck out. Okay. That's what happens. But then when you wake up (laughs) from that Thanksgiving sleep, you awaken to holiday music. That's right. Taking over everything it's already started happening it well see it should it should officially happen after thanksgiving that's my stance i fully agree with you it's not fair it's not you can't skip thanksgiving no you can't it's not it's really it's not fair yeah i shouldn't have to listen to mariah carey while i'm downing my sugar <laughs> ham <laughs> that's right that's not fair they to don't the mix. ham. <laughs> <laughs> they don't mix until after Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Well, so what's your stance on holiday music? Pro or against? I'm pro holiday music during the holidays. Which start are we talking like mid December, beginning December? After Thanksgiving. All right. All right. I mean it's not that and then not that I don't mind it when it's not the holiday season. But it just feels different. Sure, it feels. You know what I'm saying? Artificial. Yeah, it's just it's not right. You don't belong here right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get out of here. <laughs> this is not your place. 
<laughs> it comes on the random and you're like, whoop, whoop, no, yeah, skip ahead. That's it's not time for that. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure, we are recording this on the 17th. And I went to the bar yesterday uh-huh. with some coworkers for happy hour. Already Christmas music. Oh no, no. no Already. Can't, like can't literally, we were having a conversation about like trash TV shows that everyone's watching. And all of a sudden, the conversation just went dead silent as we heard the piano intro for All I Want for Christmas is You. Mm, no. It was disappointing. You, 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 you got to read the crowd. It's not it was time. disappointing. It was also a Mexican leave? restaurant, so I don't <laughs> It was very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Feliz what Navidad, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll let that one go. <laughs> when you asked, like, well, when you brought up the topic, I, <laughs> my, my, at first I was like, I don't even want to, I don't know why, but my initial thought was, I can't think of anything right now. And it was because I just haven't activated that part of my brain. <laughs> the, the part of your brain that loves holiday music is just hibernating. Yeah, it's not ready. And so I, had to, I had to wake it up. it up. Yeah, I had to wake it up and it just started flowing. Do you have like pre-made playlists and stuff like that? Or I you do. know what you go to? I do. It's been building. Okay. It's been building. See, that's what I need to work on. I need to work on building playlists. I do it all the time. Because <laughs> I, I exactly, Well, you're a DJ. Not I. I just go on Spotify and I'm like, holiday playlist, indie, and then it just boom. Oh man. Well, I mean that's good for discovery. It is. I have found a lot of cool stuff that way. So Chris and I decided let's show each other some holiday music that we both enjoy. Because I too am a fan of holiday music. Didn't used to be, but I feel like the older I get the more into it I get. Okay. I think it ruined me that I used to work at Hallmark. It will. Yeah, (laughs) that would do that. (laughs) And literally the day after Halloween, we would start blasting Sheryl Crow Christmas music throughout the entire store until mid-January. Okay, um, let me me delete my Sheryl Crow song. (laughs) (laughs) That would really hurt my soul if that was a part of your list. <laughs> it was not. So, but I would do you the, you know, the favor. Thank you. It's much appreciated. <laughs> Chris and I did ask ourselves whether or not we thought that we would have any overlap, and we both decided that it's very unlikely. Very unlikely. Now, why do you say that, Chris? Because it was you that said that it was very unlikely. I just think. What is it that you're assuming about my holiday tastes? I just think it you're you're gonna lean into more indie type obscure type songs. Oh, I, I gotta be obscure. Yeah. I respect that. And you're leaning into standards. Uh well, a few standards. And um I didn't well, I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil okay, the list, I, but, no, no, no. You know, but uh yeah, very, definitely not obscure. Okay. I would I wouldn't think. Well, let's get it started then, Chris. All right, let's do it. Why don't you give me your first first one and we can get a taste of what holiday times are like at the Batu right. household. Okay, all right. We're going to start with this one that, for me personally, has kind of taken the crown of the as the 
preeminent. Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll just say right now, all my songs are Christmas songs. Nothing so, wrong with that. Prepare yourselves, audience. It's coming. I I think this song has taken over as the number one Christmas song for me. Really? Okay. I think so. So I'm going to start with that. All right. I'm excited to hear it. Okay. Ready? I'm sure you'll hear it a million times this season. Right. Okay, so this is Kelly Clarkson. Yep, going with Kelly Clarkson underneath the tree right off the top. You feel me on this? You know, I do feel you on this, and I'll tell you why. I was literally talking about this with Stephanie within the last couple days. Uh-huh. Kelly Clarkson fucking rocks. She dude. rocks, man. She's she so fucking, fucking good. Rocks, man. <laughs> and like. It's the greatest thing that reality TV has given us. I, it might be. Because damn, damn good, man. She's so good. And like a good human being. Yeah. Tr- honestly, that plays a lot into it. But this is a great version of this song done by her. You you want to see the good people win. You know what I mean? And she's doing that. Have you seen her recently? Dude. On her show? All the time does it come up on TikTok, and <laughs> I just love so much. Kelly Kelly Oki, have you seen that stuff? Oh my god, are you kidding me? Are that, you kidding thing? me? All right, hold on. Well, first, oh. <laughs> first, let's just sit in this. Yeah. So, okay. So you know, the, the, the previous crown holder would definitely have been Mariah Carey, but I think this song handedly unseats it for me. Wow. You know, I've never considered it, but now that you're bringing it up, I full agree. Yes. I full agree because I feel like the Mariah Carey song is like too much of it's memed. Like it's its own meme, I feel like, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't even take it fully serious. You can't. It, It had its time. It did. For a long time. And now we have a new. <laughs> Holiday Queen. It's just such a damn good song. <laughs> it's got the big band feel. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you can't. I mean, Kelly's vocals just you can't touch that. You know, it's, it's interesting. As I'm listening to this, her voice aside, this is a very 80s production. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but in my like, head, there's like just too some. Much. No, no, and like not in a bad way. This is okay. probably like the good part of the '80s, where it's like very spacey. Mm-hmm. But there's always the sax. Yeah, it's just so good. It's so good. It's so good. You bop to it. It's a great melody to sing with. The tune is so freaking catchy. Oh man, you know. Her voice goes so high. It's, it's like it's like a it's it's like Christmas anthem. Mm. You know what I mean? What a great song. That's amazing. <laughs> so freaking best. Th- this has nothing to do. <laughs> this is what's <laughs> happening now. Um, so she has a she has a TV show. Yeah, a talk right? show. Right, a talk show. I don't know when it is. Um, I don't either. <laughs> but. Man, do I see it on TikTok all the time. And yeah, so she sees it all the time. She covers so many different people's stuff, right? There is a cover 
of her doing Jennifer Lopez's Waiting for Tonight. Okay? Did she just murder this thing? It is that song is no longer Jennifer Lopez's. <laughs> okay? It's it's been traded Damn. off. All right? And it's fine. We can cut this out of the podcast. I just need you to hear the song. I just stole your song. Okay? It's an acoustic like Spanish version. I'll give oh, you that. Wow. Oh, wait, wait, okay. So wait, wait. So karaoke is her covering stuff. Yes, that, on okay, her right. show. Okay. On her talk show, she will cover random songs. She is just so good. And I feel like she's always challenging herself. In the sweetest dreams, I have pictured us together. Damn. Right? Now to feel your lips on my fingertips, I have to say is even better. Can she do like the full out? I'm gonna rip that vocal and put it over the <laughs> put it over the actual song. Yeah, the actual song. Dude, like, oh, she's so good. She's such a good. Wait till she hits this hook. So easy. So easy. And like. No shade on Jennifer Lopez, but like she's not a singer. You know what I mean? No. She's a dancer that went out with Puff Daddy. So <laughs> that that can get by. Yes. <laughs> Singing. Ooh. Ooh. This version. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you, dude. It's, yeah. Better than the original. Ooh, that bass. That bass. <laughs> Sexy, <laughs> that dude. Her talk show is like one I uh, would want to go to. You know what I mean? Oh, and sit in yeah. the audience. Hell yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Fucking love. I'm so glad you went with Kelly Collection. <laughs> to start a, that's a good way to start it. Does she does she do all these arrangements? Do you know? Uh, I'm pretty sure her band does, and she she plays a big part in it. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow, definitely check more of those out. Yeah, she's so underrated. She's great. So freaking good. All right, all right. What do you got? That's a great. I like what you brought to the table. Thank you. I like the energy. So I would like to pitch in. Another contender for new oh, oh okay for new holiday song. Um, how did you frame it? What did you? <laughs> <talk about? laughs> uh, well, at the end, I called it like, the Christmas anthem. The Christmas Christmas anthem. Okay, here yeah, you go. Yeah. So, in case you didn't know, oh my god, <laughs> you know, dancer, dancer, <laughs> this is real. And Cupid, and and this is real and recent. Mm. <laughs> oh my god. Just hearing the come on, come yeah. on. <laughs> it's not in key. Doesn't need to be. Doesn't have to be. So do you know about the, why this version exists? I I do not know at all. 
<laughs> Please enlighten me. All right, pause it real quick. Um, <laughs> so there was a radio station in New York that DMX was doing an interview at. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I oh. printed the lyrics of. Real and so in the interview, I know the lyrics. The interview asks him, and he freestyles it a cappella. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Come on! Come on! Providing his own beat, bro. He's doing it on the spot. You would even say it close. Come on! Come on! All of like, he does not have a lyric sheet, okay? Oh, oh he changed the beat. I know. All right, that's all we need. But <laughs> <laughs> is it? Dude, DMX seemed like a great dude. Yeah, like, he seemed like a, a cool guy. Like, you know, he's super religious. Is he? Every single one of his albums had a prayer track. Is he as religious as Mason Betta? <laughs> Who's that? You don't know Mace? No. Oh, Mace, a, Mace, yeah, Mace, Reverend Mace. Mace. Reverend, exactly. Reverend. I'm sorry, I didn't realize. I didn't recognize because you didn't refer to him as a reverend. But no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, R.I.P. D.M.X. I will play your Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer before the original. So what you got for number two? Okay, so. I'm going back to the well, the same well we started at. Uh oh. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you if you like that or not, but whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I'm going like. back. Yep. But it's not just her. This has become like a close second <laughs> for uh, seasonal. What song is this? You don't know this? I don't know this song. Oh, just just living it. Just living it. You know this is the exact chord progression to Mariah Carey's song. Yes. <laughs> We're listening to Kelly Clarkson again and Ariana Grande and Santa Can't You Hear Me. You haven't heard this? Mm-mm. Shit. About to get rocked. Okay. I like the harmonies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say, as a general rule, I'm not the biggest Ariana fan. Okay, can we? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Why not? I'm curious. I feel like her voice does not have the weight and gravitas that I like in female singers. I completely agree. I completely agree. Like she's she's a phenomenal technical singer. Oh, full agree. I, and she hits some crazy notes. If she was a flute, she'd be great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just I describe her voice as like thin. Yes, super yeah. thin. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of body. She is exactly. at her best harmonizing with somebody yes yes and that's why i love this song because <laughs> that's what because she just sits right on top of it's true. kelly clarkson's full body voice and it's the, the combination is just 
amazing. I like that. Is that a standard Christmas song? Santa, can't you hear me? I really don't know. I imagine it is, but I'm not positive at all. Because I don't, I feel like I don't know it. But yeah, their harmonies together are just amazing. I can appreciate it. It's it's an, one of those catchy choruses, you know, like it's just going to kind of live in your head for a little for a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, I like Ariana's stuff, but I, as good as she is, I don't personally consider her quite up there. All right. Two Kelly Clarksons and an Ariana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What should I follow up with now? Let's stay, before we go into the, let's call it different <laughs> vibes, <laughs> let's stay on the tip with uh, what I consider impressive female leads. Okay. Yes. And Christmas time. I think I've ever heard this version. So this is Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy song. As sung by Fiona Apple. This is cool. I love Fiona Apple. She has a unique tone. When I, I was playing this around the house, trying to figure out tracks for today, Mm. And Stephanie thought if it might be uh, Zoe Deschanel. Mm. She has that lowness to it. Yeah. Um, but what I feel is super unique to Fiona Apple is her diction and how she carries notes with yeah. this like interesting vibrato that could is like borderline annoying, <laughs> but like I find unique. And a lot of her music is very, like, bare. There's not a lot of production. Yeah. So you can't hide. Right. It's like the female version of a crooner. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, like, lilting. Mm. Flits from one thing to the next. Yeah, it reminds me of singers of like the 1920s. Mm-hmm. You know? That's cool. Yeah. Just keeping it simple. But yeah. That is this interesting vibrato. It is an interesting vibrato. I definitely can understand how some people might find it annoying. Mm-hmm. I find it endearing and unique. Some of her, I don't know if you've listened to like any of her newer releases and stuff like that. Mm-mm, no. But to me, she is musically and vocally aged like fine wine. Very well. Mm. Very well. Very well. Weird as fuck. <laughs> okay. But dope as hell still very much her yes it's interesting you mentioned the um like the way she drags things out a little bit we were watching uh the voice yesterday mm. and there was a contestant who sang Par- uh Haley williams is it oh paramore uh yeah she she sang um is it fun is that oh, what it's called ain't, that it title? Ain't, ain't it fun ain't it fun, ain't it fun. And uh, you know, so you know the way Haley sings it, it's like she sings it very, like very punchy. Yes. Right? And so 
this lady started singing it and she was like dragging things out at, at the end of the verses. Francis and I were just like, oh, no, no, <laughs> that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like it, it's one thing to do stuff in your style, I guess, but it's just really, it's killing the flow of the song. That's interesting. You know, I, as a musician, I cover a lot of songs. It's one of my main gigs is doing cover gigs. And I try to make things my own as much, but I'm always super conscious of like, where's the line? Yeah. Right? Because people have an association with music. You know, I I say it to my cover band all the time. Like, we need to learn the song as is, and then we'll make it our own. But we can't come into it learning it our own. Because there is a drum fill. There is a bass note, a guitar lick, or like a vocal line that someone loves. And when they don't hear it, they get frustrated. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They get really frustrated. So the line is really fine that you got to walk on. It's true. And and, uh, so they do coaching, like the celebrity judges will do coaching for Mm -hmm. the contestants, right? And so it's weird because every once in a while, you'll you'll hear coaches that'll say, yeah, you don't want to mess with the original, but you still want to add some of your own flavor. And then everyone, every... Once in a while, you'll get like a real artist who comes in there and just totally redoes a song. Yeah. Like, you know, completely. Like completely. Yeah. And so I think that kind of ties back to a conversation we had before where it was like, well, the intent of what you're doing, doing, I think, means almost everything in terms Mm -hmm. of the artistry of it, you know? Like this woman was just singing the song and like the way that she likes to sing. Exactly. She was trying to elevate herself. She wasn't trying to elevate the song. The song, yeah. It's yes. the, in, in the same episode, there, a lady sat down, played on the keyboard, and she sang Nora Jones. Mm. And, d- dude, the way she sang it was freaking amazing. Amazing. And, and and she did make some very, like, some decisions to to change, you know, the tune of it and do a little bit of different, you know, vocalizations and stuff. And it was phenomenal. Are you talking but about Claudia? Probably. <laughs> I mean, she's the only one who sang Nora Jones so far. I, uh, Did you hear it? I, no. I was just looking it up real quick. So, oh. you uh, she went. I she knew wearing her. Like, like a blonde chick? Shut the fuck Like dirty blonde? Yeah. What do you mean you know her? She was a student of mine. I used to teach her. Are you fucking serious? She's on John Legend's team. Yeah. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, she's so good. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh, Francis is going to lose it when I tell her. What the fuck? So, at the <laughs> So I used to work at a music school and the staff that I work with, you know, we build like kids bands with people. And Claudia was in one of the bands that my coworker taught. And so when he was gone or like, you know, on tour or gig or whatever, I would sub for the band. And she was the lead singer keyboardist for the band. Always amazing. Oh always God. had a great voice. Always writing her own stuff. And then we found out recently that she auditioned for The Voice and she got picked on John Legend's team. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, I cannot she, wait. She's from Northern talk. Virginia. Did she mention that? I don't what's know. Her, what's her hometown? Do you know? I mean, I would assume it's McLean because that's where the school was. Because we, we've been following... There's another guy who's on the show. His name's Huntley. He's from Fredericksburg. So we've been like, yeah, Virginia. But I don't remember saying that when she showed up. Unless we missed it. Yeah, I don't Oh my know. gosh, I can't believe you. Yeah, know. Claudia. It's interesting that she goes by Claudia B. I guess maybe that's her middle name. What? 
Is she still on there? Uh, I mean, as far as we've been up to the point that we've been. Oh, actually. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh my gosh. I got, I'm going to wake up Francis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. What you got? All right. I got, uh, so this one is a, it's a classic for me in terms of holiday songs. It's not a classic song. Uh, I don't think. So Rockabella has come up before in our in our episodes. I'll let you listen to it a little bit. I should have known. <laughs> They're freaking amazing. <laughs> This, this tenor is fucking out of this world. See, Christmas slash holiday time, it's perfect for this aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Yeah, it fits really well. It's like, if it wasn't for the holidays, would, uh, what's the name of that group? The Pentatonics? <laughs> would pentatonics be a thing? I think they would be. I think they, they would be totally. But would would pentatonics be a thing without these guys? <laughs> I argue no, no. So I I've chosen Christmas Without You by Rockapella. Really, you could choose anything from this Rockapella Christmas album. I love the entire thing. Um, but this one I like in particular. It's it's actually. It's a sad Christmas song. Yes. Um, yeah. Obviously. Um, so he he's lost his woman, and he's just sort of thinking about how that has impacted his Christmas. <laughs> and uh, but you're right. So it's the acapella feel. Yeah. And the you know well, it harmonies adds to the, and all that. The loneliness. Just, yeah. It's a the, the song itself is just awesome. Like their whole composition and all that, I love it. This guy, Scott Leonard, is incredible. It sounds great. I'm a choir boy, so. Oh, well, yeah. You should <laughs> you should definitely cue these guys up because they're they're awesome. But uh, one of the main things, you know, in the songs I like for the holidays are songs I just mm, nice. How do you feel about, um, like, do you like sad Christmas songs? Do I like them? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I feel like there's a subsection of holiday songs that are, like, down-tempo, sad. <laughs> Still beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with them. Because I love me a sad Christmas song. I mean, yeah, it, there's always a time when it's, it hits just right. Exactly. Exactly. Because you know how it is. Everyone gets messed up in the holidays. (laughs) Supposed to be the happy times, but there's always a fight. Absolutely. I'll go from that to a kind of. I mean, it's not a lonely. I wouldn't call it a lonely or sad song, but it sounds, sounds lonely. So this is an instrumental 
of Christmas Time is Here by Texas group Karangbin, which is Thai for airplane. They've come up before too, haven't they? Hell yeah, they have. Yes, okay. Hit that beat. Nice. Oh, like it already. Ooh. (laughs) Heck yeah. And the dude playing the lead is the dude playing the rhythm, so it's just all one guitar. He's a really gifted player, yes. But see, like this feeling of like space, it's it's that loneliness, you know what I mean? That Mm. reverb slapping. Yeah. I guess there are vocals on this. Yeah, they're down in the background. It's a it's the same three people playing. Like they sing random stuff while they play. Christmas Time Is Here is one of my, like, one of the classic songs of the holidays that I like, but this version is so chill. Like, this is, like, you know, late night. Some people have gone to sleep. Some people still chilling. Only the Christmas lights are still on. You're, like, drinking some hot cocoa or something. Just chilling. Snowing outside. Got this going on in the background. Talking about how you pulled it off somehow. Exactly. <laughs> Kids are sleeping. Yes. Fireplace is roaring. This is going on the list right nice. now. Nice. This is awesome. Yeah, I love Krongbin in general. I'm a big fan of, you know, they, um, they purposefully formed to sound like records off of old Thai radio stations. Mm. So their That's whole cool. aesthetic is just kind of like a little bit foreign, a little bit dated, even though it's new and they're from mm. Texas. Oh, see, I'm going to start saving stuff to Christmas and it's going to bump its way up my <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. list. All right. All right. What you got? Nice. I appreciate that. That'll be a nice addition. To the holiday listening. All right. I have what I think many people would consider a, maybe not modern anymore, but kind of a modern classic. Uh-oh. It's so funny. When you played <laughs> Rockapella, it reminded me of InSync. <laughs> you got to have this one. InSync, Oh Holy Night. I don't know that I've heard this. Oh, really? Well, I'll let you. Let you. They're who went all over the place. Getting bro. into getting into the Justin. This has become like the the standard for Oh Holy Night Acapella. Really? In my opinion. Lance Bass holding it down. I know. He's <laughs> you know, whenever InSync did acapella stuff, whoever was arranging their stuff just went ham for no reason. 
<laughs> They're like, all right, guys, it's going to be acapella, but it's going to be R&B and jazzy. <laughs> nice yeah i think i think chris though sometimes a little too what chris kirkpatrick yeah the tenor yeah i think sometimes it's like he uh when he when he starts to come out yeah it's like a little too maybe a little too much yeah he's the one who <laughs> founded in sync i i remember that you know the first time i heard them was in the philippines really yeah it was 1995, I think, and uh, we were on it, which was the last time I was there. Goodness gracious! Um, but yeah, we were there on a vacation, and my brother and I were at, we were like, "Hey, we should hear this uh, new group is you know, kind of tearing up the charts over here." Went and, buy, <laughs> went and bought a <laughs> was CD. That, was that on purpose? Freaking in sync. And then so we bring that home, and then like a year or two later, they popped up over here in the U.S. Wow. That's yeah. a great choice of words. You know, their first single was Tearing Up My Heart. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it, it wouldn't be Christmas without this one. That's awesome. For, for, me, for me. I like that. I like that. Especially you haven't heard it. No. I don't know that I ever had their Christmas album. The one, the acapella song that I remember is the one at the end of the album, the do 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 oh yeah 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 oh man all right let's flip it you should have known yes or yes or i would have i i should have known i should have never yeah she should have known she should have known motherfucker <laughs> god damn it but now i know that's funny okay let's go to some ska punk oh damn Scott Punk Christmas. Scott Punk Christmas. So this song is something that I found um, in my obsession with No Doubt. I got really big into No Doubt in high school, the early records, like before uh-huh. th- they really became popular. Because, uh-huh. you know, she was 16 when she recorded the first record. Was she? Yes. And all the music was written by her brother who wrote the first three records up to Tragic Kingdom. And then... Glenn Stefani? (laughs) God damn it. His name was Eric. Should have been Glenn. So when they... um, Eric wrote all the music, and he wrote Tragic Kingdom, but he left at that CD. Mm. You know why he left? No. He got an animator job for The Simpsons. Oh, damn. <laughs> wow. So he chose to go to The Simpsons yeah. and then... Hell of a move for that time. No doubt pop the fuck off. So this song is not on any record. It's a cover of another punk band called The Vandals. The song is called Oi to the World. Nice. Oi to the World. Obviously a riff on Joy to the World. Clearly. Oh, 
that bass line, dude. Tony Canal is an amazing bassist. That's why I love No Doubt. I would learn this bass line. But yeah, it's like the story of a punk and a skinhead, right? Mm-hmm. White supremacists, uh, endless enemies between each other that they were gonna fight. But instead, because it's Christmas, it's just oi to the world, man. It's just oi to the world. Just man. enjoy the music, bro. Yeah. Oi, oi. All right. Let's just get to this bass solo right here. It's everything. I like how it's kind of off for a little bit. Yeah. It's a little surprising. Nice. The classic Gwen Stefani harmony. Yep. But you know, you gotta get you gotta a little gotta get a little hype during the holidays sometimes. Yeah. I am uh <laughs> it is so funny you chose that because my next song. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is a fairly newcomer to the Christmas scene. Oh, well, apparently they made this six years ago. I didn't know that. Did not know that. Uh oh. We're going back to Gwen. <laughs> That's what it's Gwen with her husband Blake. Oh, Blake. Have you heard this song? I have not. Okay, just just check it out. It is like the cutest fucking song. <laughs> Does she have a country twang now? She has developed one. She's an Okie now. It, it, but it's cool how she's like exploring yeah. you know, the world of country. Interesting. Cutest song. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When it first started, I hated it. Yeah, now. That's fine. I like it. I mean, is it just Blake? It's Blake. <laughs> it's 100% Blake. His voice sounds good as a lower harmony to hers. Mm-hmm. I do like the orchestration, though, and the way everything's set up in the background. It's, it's fun. I think they sang it together once when they were both on the show. And it was just like, wow, that's... That's love right there. Yeah, for them. I'm assuming this is an original for them? I think so. But I'm not positive. Yeah, I like, I like the hook. It's fun, yeah. It'd be fun to sing as a duet, you know? Yeah. Did they meet on The Voice? I think so. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure about that, but I think they did. I, I want to say they did, too. Yeah. Good old Gwen. Good for Gwen. I know. And it is her song featuring. It is under her name. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton, you make it feel like Christmas. All right, you ready to head somewhere weird? Let's go. Because <laughs> it wouldn't be my list if it wasn't a little weird. So, technically, a Christmas song. Okay. Right? Okay. I'm assuming you've heard the song, My Favorite Things. I believe so. From The Sound of Music. Yes. It was... It, it became a popular jazz standard when John Coltrane did his 11, 12-minute version of it and just, like, super jazzed it up. Okay. So, Outkast, one of their, maybe their last album? I don't, I don't remember. Um, but they did a double album, Speaker Box and The Love Below, because they wanted to focus on making music as individuals, but still under the brand of Outkast, so... Mm-hmm. Andre made one album, The Love Below. Big Boy made Speaker Box. On The okay. Love Below, Andre 3000 started experimenting and started okay. like slowly leaving out of the hip-hop genre and really getting started influenced by jazz. And so mm-hmm. this track is like one of the last tracks on the album. All, right. All instrumental. Crazy bass. Damn. Nice. Yeah. Dude, my hand would be cramping so hard right I know, now right <laughs> i love how like electronic hip-hop it is with the drums mm-hmm. jazz with the piano but when that horn line melody comes in it's holidays yeah it changes it immediately it's crazy it's cool This is one of those things you, you play for your parents and you're like why are you playing why why are you and it's <laughs> like, like oh, why'd you do oh, this uh, yeah. <laughs> like oh that's kind of nice you're yeah like, yeah i'm i'm a big fan and like i said i think the, the context of like andre being outcast and then having the balls to put something like this on his album there's no singing yeah. i think he's playing bass on this oh, could really? be wrong Damn. yeah um but even so, it's his idea, right? His composition and concept. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just chaos in a beautiful way. Ooh, that piano. Oh, yeah. It's like that, like, uh, bebop. Damn. Damn, that bass. <laughs> Jeez. How do you maintain that, that speed and not lose the beat yeah i know a lot of practice that's cool dig it andre 2000 yeah second show in a row hey man (laughs) i like instrumentals okay so you had mentioned them before and they're coming they're coming onto the list now dun 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 The Pentatonics. I selected Mary Did You Know. Um, one, just for me personally, because 
supremely Catholic song. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on Such delicacy. It's, yeah, it's really a super great uh, display for that. And I really feel like, like, I don't know who the, like the point of view this song's supposed to be coming from. I don't know if it's just like an everyman trying to sing this song to Mary or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like they really captured that feeling. Yes. You know, or the message they're trying to deliver. But you know what I really like about this acapella singing as opposed to like the in-sync or the rockapella? Mm. Is that you know, there's the same amount of people. There's five people. I'm assuming there's five people in Rockapella. Yes, five. Um, it feels less busy. Like, there's a lot of space. There's not... All five singers are not hitting one harmony at the same time because they're mm-hmm. doing instrumentation or other noises. But like, the sync one's a really good example where it's like five voices at the exact same all the time. Yeah. Therefore, it sounds really powerful, sounds really full, but there's no intimacy. Whereas mm. in this, the whole beginning, there was one singer and then like one other harmonized and they would switch. Now there's more. Yeah. But that isolation, I think, lends itself to the vulnerability and sensitivity to really convey the message that you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, I would, Rockapella does do that also, depending on the song. They do a whole gamut of song types. Does Pentatonix cycle out members a lot? I don't think. I think they've only cycled one. Oh, okay. Good to, for to my knowledge. To my knowledge, uh, the bass left. I respect that. Yeah. I, I don't know that I know this song. I, was, I like, I mean, again, a song I like to sing. Awesome. But, uh. Nice. I dig it. Yep. You'd be rocking the acapellas, bro. That it's just it's a really dynamic song too from front to back because it changes quite a lot from that intimacy you spoke of and then just power through at the end. One of my favorites, Mary. Did you know? I like it. So this is a cover from a modernish band named Lawrence. That's a uh, sibling duo, and they're doing uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. All right. Which, you know, when you think about that song, it's that what, Bing Crosby, right? Yeah, I think Just so. Just not roasting on the <laughs> Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Right? Love you that jam. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> this is not that version. Mm. He said brother-sister duo? Brother-sister duo. Soulful, R&B-ish. 
what an interesting vocal combination. Right? You know it's good when there's nothing to say because we're like, mm. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just living in it. Yeah, I like their approach to it. I like the way they're hitting it. It's very modern while keeping the servicing the song, right? Yes, yes. Servicing the so. vibe of that, like, chilling. But it's, I don't know, it's so cool. <laughs> it's super cool. Yeah, that's like the best word for it. And great harmony. It's almost yeah, like so, D'Angelo harmony. It, yeah, it's, yeah. So there, I was going to talk about. So there's um, a uh, you've had a couple of uh, sibling groups among the voice. Hmm. Last year, or maybe maybe a couple seasons ago, they had a trio of siblings that wow. actually won. They, they actually won. Wow. And um, they're super good. And and they always talk about how. Uh, the coaches will always talk about how siblings just have like an uncanny ability to harmonize. Sure. You know? And it's, and you, you really see that here because they're, they're so, like, they have such different, you know, like vocal tones. Yeah. But they, but they know how to come but together it fits. and make it work. Yeah. It yeah. fits. So cool. Yeah. So another one for your list. Yeah. She makes, she definitely, her, her, intonations and stuff put that d'angelo in there yes <laughs> i was hearing that i was like oh that's really got like r&b flavor in there dude those aren't those r&b harmonies are so they're so like it's so well done it's so hard i know it's so hard i love because you know at, as i'm sure for you as a fan of harmony there are some harmonies you just come to expect like you you can almost anticipate where some harmonies are going to hit and when a harmony hits and it surprises you, yeah, that to me is what's special. Because you're like, damn, you did not go the, you know, predetermined route. Like you carved a different path, and you're proving to me that that's the right harmony. Yeah, I love and that what, kind of shit. When I have trouble like picking them out, like separating the the different voices, it's mm -hmm. like, damn, you know. That's nice. Yeah. And that happens a lot with like R&B, jazzy harmonies and stuff like that. Like everyone is singing a weird note and it all works together. <laughs> Dipping in the same well. But this one is a, a different presentation. So going back to pentatonics. So this one's different. It's very busy. <laughs> but they do such a great job. And I'm okay. pretty sure these are both done with the original bass singer. No knock against the new guy, but I I loved their original bass singer. Yeah. Um sweet silver bells all seem to say throw cares away. Christmas is here, bring me good cheer to the young and old me. Right a little bit. This song, as a Christmas song or holiday song, whatever you will, is one of my top 
Yeah. It's a banger. The thing is, I... Carol of the Bells is not the version that I like. So, you know, this is originally a Ukrainian song mm-hmm. called Shvedrik, I believe. I, no, I didn't know the, the name. Yeah. I performed it in choir for our holiday. Oh. Our holiday stuff. That's the only reason I know. Like, we had to learn how to speak Ukrainian in order wow. to sing it. Where's the video? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the VHS? Yeah. <laughs> You guys even know what that is? Of I like this do. though. Oh yeah, so their their original bass. I'm mad. I'm forgetting his name. If I understand correctly, he he was like an in demand bass singer. Oh really? For his entire yeah for like for I forgot where they found him, uh, got him originally. Um, but he's, he's super good, and uh, I don't I don't remember the full details on why he left. Uh, I think he wanted to try and do something on his own just for, I think his own, well, I think there are a couple of things. He he did want to try to do something on his own for his own artistic expression, but I think he also was having some uh, like personal difficulties with being gone for so mm. long from like apart from family and stuff. Sure. I can understand. Yeah. So he, he stepped away and they re, uh, replaced him, but he, he was, he's awesome. Like, super, super good. That song's the jam, man. It also reminds me of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Mm. Oh, we're going to have to talk about holiday movies. <laughs> uh, Christmas Christmas movies are a whole other thing. It is a whole other thing. You know, for the first time last year, Steph watched Elf. The first time? Yes, I believe so. Did she love it? She fucking loved it. Damn. Yeah. To be I, able to watch it for the first I time. I know. Again. It was so <laughs> awesome to be there and like experience it secondhand. You know? That's great. Wow. That's great. What a treat. What a treat. All right. Let's keep this party rocking. This is uh, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Now, <laughs> everything is always tied into everything. A while ago, I talked about the Budos band. Uh-huh. Um, like old school sounding band, even though they were recorded modern. Sharon yeah. Jones, same thing. Same record label. Oh, okay. Good soul stuff. So they put out an album called It's a Holiday Soul Party. Nice. And the song's called Just Another Christmas Song. This time, I'll sing along. Classic line. What I like about this album is that I do believe that they wrote a lot of these songs as original, like originally. Cool. But they tap into those motifs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like those callbacks to other classics. Plus, it's just, you know, chill back groove. Super chill. I like the guitar. Mm-hmm. 
Sharon Jones is dope as hell, man. Very cool. Very chill. Beat cancer. Popular at an old age. That's awesome. Just killing it all the time. How are how are you closing out this this here's, playlist here's the closer. of yours? We're gonna we're gonna make it nice and sweet for the closer. I swear to God, if it's Mariah Carey, <laughs> no, I'm ending this call. No, it's not. Would I do that? Would I do that after everything we've been through? <laughs> I'm going with the buble. Of course. You gotta have buble. I mean, Christmas. I feel like he is the male equivalent to the Mariah Carey getting thawed out for the holiday season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he's a lot more tolerable, I think. I full agree. I, I love his tone. I love I love what he brings to the you. table. I've selected I'll Be Home for Christmas, Michael Buble. Just, uh, you know, crooner take on the classic. I love the crooners because they're the chords that are used behind the singing are like such complex jazz shit mm-hmm. that sometimes sound weird, but the voice is so solid that you're just like, whatever, man. Yeah, just play whatever you're going to play. <laughs> It's cool. Every once in a while, you'll crooners will show up on like the voice. Yeah, it's like man, how, how what a treat! And there's the string section. It's so interesting because the the crooner's voice is not like it's not like the highlight really. Mm-mm. I don't know. It's really interesting. No, it's true. I mean, it's not like it's going crazy or like hitting these crazy notes, right? Yeah. It's It's not like a... like bed to put everything else on. Yes. (laughs) No, it's true. It's the velvet... It's the weighted blanket to your ears. Yeah. 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 Just settles you in. Even, even the other, yeah, even the other like non-mellow crooner songs, it's still very similar. Like so much in the background's going on, it gets highlighted. Yeah, but it's also not out in front in that way. It's, it's a really interesting combination. I respect this. I do. I do like this song. Please have snow. Remember Francis one once she was like. She's like, do you like Michael Bublé? Because I just, I never like pick him to listen mm-hmm. to. I was like, yeah. I just wish I, I just wish he'd have more like original stuff. <laughs> I honestly don't know that he would be successful if he did. <laughs> I know, but I want to hear it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Give the man a chance. Yeah, like let a, you know, let, let's 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 see who you really are in there, Bublé. I mean, he clearly has a career on lock doing (laughs) doing what he does. Absolutely. This is a good, like, uh, end of the night song, you know? Exactly. That's why why I put it at the end. Like, people leaving the Christmas party, getting all the wrapping paper pieces and throwing them in the bag <laughs> yeah. this is like you're about to finish your nightcap and then head upstairs yeah 
being like, you know what? I'll do the dishes tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's too Fuck much. Those dishes. It's too much right now. <laughs> or, or it's uh, that the room is clean and the dishwasher is running. Mm. <laughs> That's never happened. <laughs> no, not for me. Wow. You know what? I'm okay with listening to this whole one. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're good. We, you can't cut him off. <laughs> well, I also I, I love the the holiday aesthetic of the string section mm. because it is very um, dramatic. It's very like old school movie, mm. you know. And then the jazz guitar ending. Mm. Hold it, hold it, Buble. Hold Damn. it. He's Bubleing. <laughs> He is. He boobled all over us. <laughs> I wasn't ready for your boobled, Michael. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Well, all right. I'll leave you with this. Okay. There's a lot of talk about, you know, when you think of holiday songs, I bet you think about East Coast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not getting I snow guess. in the, on the West Coast. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't understand how, how. What is Christmas like without cold weather? I don't. It's the exact same. Is it? I is it know. though? But for the last song, it's a song that celebrates Christmas on the West Coast. I've never, I've never, I can't comprehend a warm Christmas. <laughs> It's just weird. Give it a few years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're headed that way. Yeah, the earth's dying, guys. So this is a song <laughs> called Christmas in L.A. by Wolfpack. When I was thinking about songs, this is the song that Stephanie was like, you better make sure that fucking song's on the list. Oh, okay. okay. And I was like, all right, Steph, all right. It was already there. It was already there. <laughs> it was there. They always start with that little tag. Cool. Wolf. Oh yeah, dog's getting down. <laughs> Shoulder shake. Classic feel. I love this band because they don't take each other super seriously, but they're all like music school nerds. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. 
It's like such a holiday motifs, but just a little funky. Yeah. I like that drum. I like that. And the dog. And the dog. The dog takes it. It's one of those, it's like, is he, it's like he could be joking, but he's actually very good. I know, right? <laughs> when they perform this live, it's like one of their closers, you know? Yeah. They divide the crowd into three parts. Oh, that's So that so everyone's nice. hitting the harmonies. Nice. Joe Dart is a monster. <laughs> they, they, they look like they're having fun. Yeah, they're all about having fun. Yeah. This is like very early in their musical journey. cool <laughs> very cool dig it well everyone i hope that you have found something new while still something so familiar you should let us know what are some of your favorite holiday tracks what have we missed what did we get wrong what did we get right did you learn something new i hope so <laughs> if anything i hope that you take away that Sugar on ham is a viable edible solution. Because that's what I've taken away from today. Please try it. Is it a specific kind of ham? You got to be careful, though, because it could go wrong fast. Is it like a, because, you know, there's black forest. Uh, You know, just a a spiral cut ham. Just spiral. All right. Just just ham it up. Yeah. I will be trying this. If if you have issues, let us know. All right, I'm gonna need Francis. Francis has got it down. Or like I said, just come on over, and, and we'll be happy to hook it up. We're gonna need you to film yourself doing a how-to video so we can upload it on our social media. <laughs> <laughs> How to sugar your ham? Sugar your ham, everyone. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, everyone, we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Midnight Connection. We are, this was episode 12. Was that on purpose? 12 days of Christmas? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> it's serendipity. <laughs> we hope that you guys had a great time and that you enjoyed the conversation and company. We surely appreciate all you guys listening, leaving comments, sending us messages. As always, you can hit us up at the Midnight Connection Pod at gmail.com or at the Midnight Connection Pod on all social media. We would love to hear from you. Send us food pics. We love food pics. I want to see what you're eating for Thanksgiving. I want to know what you're thankful for. So let us know. And we will talk to you guys soon when we're back with another episode at midnight.
Thanks for tuning in to the Midnight Connection. The Midnight Connection is a product and trademark of Samurai Beat LLC, which is a fan-funded organization made for you and made possible by you at patreon.com slash samuraibeat. Support us there and join the conversation by submitting your questions, comments, and topics for future shows. We seek to entertain and build a community of adulting gamers like you, and we appreciate your support, your confidence, and your inspiration. Thank you.